1: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss out-of-home marketing in the post-pandemic world. Joining us is Cherian Thomas, who is the co-founder and CEO of Octopus Interactive, which is the largest network of rideshare screens throughout the United States. Octopus provides advertisers the opportunity to reach a captive and engaged audience through their location-based interactive video platform, and their drivers earn cash, better tips, and improve ratings by enhancing their customer experience for the riders. And today, Cherian and I are going to talk about whether out-of-home is effective in a post-pandemic world. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Cherian Thomas, co-founder and CEO of Octopus Interactive. Cherian, welcome to the Martech Podcast.
2: What's happening, Ben? Good to be here.
1: Excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk about out of home. I know that there's the whole Delta variant going on and COVID's been on everyone's mind and everybody's faces for over a year now. But in theory, life is starting to go back to normal a little bit, which means we're
2: out of the home. (laughs) We are out of the home. I'm coming to you live from the office. So we are rocking and rolling. So it's really amazing. I mean, think about what life was this time last year versus now. It's a huge difference out there.
1: I'm actually recording from home for one of the first times since the COVID outbreak because we've been able to finish the home construction project that is my office. But hey, in theory, I'm out of home. (laughs) Anyway, so your business is all about digital media in places where people don't expect digital media First off, give me a quick overview of Octopus Interactive so everybody understands the context of which you're talking.
2: So for those of you who don't know, Octopus is an interactive entertainment platform inside of rideshare vehicles. So we contract with the best Uber and Lyft drivers in the country. We put a screen inside the headrest. Riders engage with our screens by playing games. So think of games as our content. That's our hook. That's what gets the rider's attention. They're playing trivia or photo hunt to win money. And because we have the rider's attention and we have the vehicle location, we're able to deliver interactive video ads and branded games, A, to a captive audience, B, an engaged audience, and C, quite frankly, this 18 to 49 hard-to-reach audience uh, that's no longer in their home watching television, right?
1: Right. So, you know, the world is becoming a more mobile and a more, I don't know what the word is, but we're traveling around more. People are starting to go back to the office. And you mentioned, well, we're putting screens in front of them as they are commuting because the commute's different. Advertising during the commute used to be billboards, used to be radio. And you know, when I think of out of home, I'm thinking more of a print medium, digital out-of-home buses, signage, you know, transportation related. But now obviously there's the ride share. Talk to me about just in general, out of home being effective in a post-pandemic world. We've been shut in so much. What have you seen in terms of performance for out-of-home just broadly, not specifically the digital medium?
2: Sure. Yeah. So obviously in 2020, when people were in their home, the out-of-home budget certainly dropped significantly. But as you can imagine, there's a lot of pent-up demand. So folks are out of their house and they are out and about. They are going to bars, they're going to restaurants, they're traveling, casinos and so forth. So those budgets have increased drastically. As far as kind of thinking about out of home in general, one of the things that's probably worth talking about for your listeners is that it's very rare that you have video in an out-of-home format, specifically video with sight, sound, and motion. So that's where we're very unique, right? Because it's a one-to-few versus a one-to-many, right? A billboard is one-to-many, whereas we have more of a lean-in one-to-few. And the only reason it's a little bit more of the out-of-home bucket is the fact that we are not in your living room and we are not on your mobile phone. But the media format is much different than traditional out of home. It's more like what you would see on television or broadcast or OTT or online video.
1: A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi, who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost effective. So I think that when I think of out of home, there's a couple different scenarios and industries that I think are sort of the dominant advertisers. And maybe I'm biased. I live here in Silicon Valley, suburbs of San Francisco. I drive down the street. I see the Oracle, the Salesforce, you know, the venture-capped, high-capital startups trying to position themselves on the billboards on the freeway. I see the leaner startups that are more services-related, doing the buses that are urban city centers, And then, you know, there's the direct mail component, which maybe you can call out of home as well. It's probably a separate bucket. But generally, I think that there are specific industries that lean into these types of advertising. They tend to be more awareness driven. Do you find that out of home is more effective for one type of industry?
2: I think that where you're seeing a lot of the action now is entertainment, sports, QSR, and so forth. And in the case of where you're mentioning, and, you know, out there in the West Coast, and you're seeing Oracle, like folks want to own their backyard. But again, why we're different is that a lot of traditional out of home is very tactical. Like I have a shoe I am launching. And so I'm going to buy a giant billboard and get loud for awareness. Whereas we take a lot of pride in kind of bringing measurability to your awareness, right? Making sure that not only did we get that shoe in front of someone, but they were able to touch it, click it. So we get a click-through rate, we get engagement rates, we get opt-in where you can put in your phone number or your email or even scan a QR so again, it's not an apples to apples comparison, but it is a great kind of mix to the omni-channel approach of, hey, if you're doing billboards, you're doing television, also include Octopus Your advertising to the mix.
1: You mentioned a couple of different, first off, QSR, you're talking about fast food restaurants. That's quick serve restaurants. Fast yes, okay. food restaurants, yeah. A couple different industries that you know, owning your backyard. Generally, we think of those as awareness driving type activities. Let's just get in front of people, make sure they understand the brand. Talk to me a little bit about creative for out of home. You know, I think of the billboard and transportation type advertising being very much awareness based. One line of copy, one image, and we're just doing traditional branding. Is
2: that really what works in out of home? That might work for certain tactics, but again, we believe that your advertisement should be lean in and engaging. So that's where the video formats come in. That's where sight, sound, and motion comes in. That's where interactivity comes in. So we don't want to just talk about impressions because not all impressions are created equal. We want to talk about not only did someone get exposed to this, but they clicked it, they put in their phone number, they put in their email, and that's where you get measurability to brand awareness, which typically hasn't been there, right? If you buy a billboard, you have no idea how many people actually saw it. Whereas when you have this one-to-few captive setting in a rideshare vehicle, you know that there was a ride occurring, you know that that video had played.
1: You know, it's interesting. I've heard of marketing platforms that are basically using location beacons and proximity to an ad to try to figure out who was exposed. And they can even give you some retargeting data, which just seems like you're casting a wide net over a major urban metro of people that drove by your billboard. You don't know if it's really impression level data.
2: First of all, that's like building a business on a house of cards, especially as you look at what Apple's doing with the IDFA and Google getting rid of third-party cookies. And what we've always seen is that our brands and our agency partners would much rather have 100,000 people who have opted in for a value exchange. Here is my phone number because I would like a chance to win a Cybertruck versus a million people who happen to be standing around something, right? And so we certainly take pride in making sure that it's that opt-in and that value exchange is there with the writers and the brands.
1: So the modern out-of-home has a more concrete call to action, which brings me to the analytics question. How do you evaluate some of the out-of-home opportunities, not just specifically Octopus? We're going to get into that as well. But when you're thinking about evaluating your out-of-home in general... What are some of the ways that you could figure out if they're working?
2: So there's very few out of home that is Nielsen rated. We are Nielsen rated. So we have a third party that's able to provide measurements for brand studies and so forth. And typically, most of our campaigns are measured on an impression is not success. That is table stakes And the way I look at it, right? We said we're going to get you in front of 5 million people this month. We have to get you in front of 5 million people this month. So that's the top of the funnel is did we reach the number of folks that was targeted for this campaign? The second level of that funnel is how many people engaged, like what was the click-through rate? So we'll get anywhere from 2 to 15% click-through rates, depending on if it's an ad or, or a branded game. Then we have a opt-in, right? So did they put in their phone number, scan a QR, or put in their email address to say, hey, I, I, I'm interested in this product or service? So that's the third layer. And then because they've opted in, we're also able to track the device, right? So if, did they click the Bitly link that went to the device or did they go to the website and go from there?
1: Out of home has come a long way. I feel like we think of marketing out of the home as being an awareness driver and truly it's starting to have innovations like we see across all marketing that are blending Not only the creative side, like the traditional out-of-home advertising has been, but also some of the tracking and analytics are useful as well. It's a great way to reach a large pool of people. And I think that you got to be very specific and nail your creative, but it can be a very powerful tool if you're working specifically on a mass market product. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Cherry and Thomas, co-founder and CEO of Octopus Interactive for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Sherry and I are going to continue the conversation and talk about the return of Rideshare as a premium digital channel. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Cherian, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His company's handle is PlayOctopus, or you could visit his company's website, which is PlayOctopus.com.